Welcome back to the tapes for everyone. This is Toby. And this is Brooke. We were made in the 80s. And played in the 90s. And I'm just going to move this water that belongs to you closer to me. Okay. So you can have it. I forgot to get water. It's as, fine. As I always do before every episode. Hey guys, it's good to see you. So we're happy to be back <laughs> after another great episode last week yes. uh, talking about Beetlejuice. So fun. Yeah. So, um, Sad news, though. Yeah, I mean, it's, recently. This is, it's you know come out. We've all since yeah been posting about it on social media, yeah. but um, yeah. So Dustin Diamond passed away. Yes, and 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 he was sad. really. I mean, it all happened really quickly. He was. It really was we diagnosed were, with with stage four cancer suddenly, and it yeah, just, sadly, just did not. And of course, we don't you know. know how long he had known about it or things. It's just that I found out. You know, we found out. Yeah, about the, the world found out. Yeah, and then he. And like a week later, I think. He had passed away in such a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I grew up watching this guy. I know. You know? Saved by the Bell was such a major part of my life. Same. He's just ing- he's ingrained in yeah. my childhood right. slash, you know, young adulthood. So it was really sad. So, I mean, gosh, may he rest in peace, you know? And I know. So we were already, when we found out, we were already kind of in the mode to do Beetlejuice. Right, so we were kind of already slated for that. Yeah, but when it came time for this week, we really did want to to do a Saved by the Bell episode. Yeah, we just felt like we just, we need to talk about Dustin yeah, for a minute. We yeah, need to kind talk of about, you know, we just wanted to reason. Honor his memory. Yeah, and, and talk. the memory uh, of that character. Yeah, and how he made things, you know, he helped make things a lot brighter for me as a young person as, you know, in the role of Screech Powers. Oh, yeah. I couldn't wait to get home. <laughs> I'd have my bag of Cheetos, have my iced tea, Channel 13. <laughs> From four to five, channel twelve. From five to six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how well I remember it. So him and that cast, but you know, particularly him, we're talking about because he passed away. Is a big part of my life growing up. I loved that show. No, so, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of like just with you because I'm. Yeah, I, I feel this. So this <laughs> episode is is dedicated to Dustin Diamond and his memory. May his memory be a blessing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's talk about. This episode, because yes. this episode is actually centered around <laughs> Screech. We wanted to do a Screech. Yeah, we we're like, what's a what's a good Screech episode where he just shines? You right. Know? Yeah. So we so Brooke was <laughs> looking and she said, "What about the spaghetti sauce episode?" <laughs> <laughs> Screech. It's really because yeah. I, I when I was looking for different episodes of Saved by the Bell, I saw this picture. It was the picture when he's got the number. Yeah, and he's doing like this. The, this whatever. little smirk. Yeah, the little smirk. And I was like, yep, the... no, that's it. this is it. We stop here. Yeah. The buck stops here. We're doing this one. Yeah, so this episode is officially called Screech's Spaghetti Sauce. Yes. This episode aired on September 19th, 1992. It is season four, episode three. Yeah. And you can stream it right now on Amazon. Right. However... Uh, for those of you who are looking for the episode, yeah. it is not billed on Amazon as say, season four, episode three. Yeah, it like, is actually billed as season five. Yeah, and I don't get that episode. So it's it's in well, season five for for whatever reason when they when they reproduced it and put it yeah. like on streaming services. So right. if you are looking for the episode on Amazon, it's in season five. I don't know. Yeah, why. but you can stream it right, right, and make sure you look in season five. But it is officially apparently from season four, episode three. Yeah, according to IMDb. That is yeah. what's happening. So let's get right into Screech's spaghetti sauce, you know, <laughs> and let's talk about Screech and, of course, our favorite. Well, one of our favorite. Uh, one of our favorite. <laughs> I was about to say, alongside the Power Rangers and others. And others. <laughs> Are You Afraid of the Dark? Here we go. We could, we, could, we, could, we could do this all day. That's why we do the podcast. 
Exactly. We so, would if we could, right. to be honest. <laughs> and by the way, we're happy to have you guys with us. Yes. just want to say, I don't know why. I just thought about our listeners. We've made really good friends with some of them. Oh, and my I, gosh. I don't know why. It just popped in my head. It's, hey, I'm just happy you're listening. Yeah, so. we look forward to we, not just like doing the podcast, but we look forward to dialoguing with you guys when you listen to it. Yes, we do whatever. love talking it's, it's the best. It really, right. really, we really, really do enjoy it. So please always hit us up if you ever, you know, have a thought yeah. or have something to say. Definitely. Yes. Anyways, sorry. Okay. I'm glad so, you mentioned that. Yes. So we open on what is a classroom converted to a talk show right. type set. The camera's panning to the right. We catch glimpses of Kelly, Jesse, and Lisa having a conversation on the set. There's other students, you know, kind of hanging around. The camera continues to pan and then stops on a particular young lady. She's attractive. She's dressed to the nines. She's she's wearing a really nice like a um, suit, like almost. a nineties pantsuit. Yeah, like thing. a nineties. Yeah, with like a like a pastel colored suit. I think it was a pantsuit though. I think it was a pantsuit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. And she's like doing her hair, and it's very clear that she's very happy. That she's somebody. Well, then Zach walks in, and he's wearing a ninety style vertical striped button up. Yep. Tucked into double pleated khaki slacks, nineties. <laughs> yes, and of course, immediately notices this new girl, as he always does. He briefly acknowledges us. You know, he breaks the fourth wall. Zach's the only one that does. Right. He breaks the fourth wall by turning to us and giving us a wink. We know what he's going to do. <laughs> you know, he moves in. Her name's Robin, and she's just moved to Bayside from Beverly Hills. Zach immediately asks her out on a date, and she responds with her own question, which is what kind of car Zach has. Now, here's what Zach drives. An incredibly expensive, impressive ride. Right, and Zach actually is wealthy. He is. That's the thing. Zach is, I I mean... I don't know. He's wealthy. Yes, he is. And I don't know why this doesn't... You know, when Zach tells her what he drives, which is a 66 Mustang convertible, I, I don't no know. No teen should be driving that. No offense no, to the teens that might be but, listening. Which, why is he driving that? What parent? I he got know. it from Mr. Carosi. Okay. I forgot. He bought that car from Mr. Carosi. I a thousand the, percent yep, forgot about that. At the Malibu that. Sands My Beach bad. Club. Yep. He the was Sands able. Sands yeah. It was the volleyball game episode. Yeah. Yep, Anyways. Yep. Yeah. Don't want to go there. We're going to get into yet. the. We're gonna, yeah, not yet. We're going to make it to the Malibu Sands Beach Club. <laughs> But this this car, this wonderful car, is not good enough for Robin. She says that Zach tells her it's a classic. Yeah, and she which says it is, and she goes, "Oh, classic! That's another word for old. <laughs> trade up, then give me a call." So she she tells she's, Zach, "Yeah, she's not. You need to trade your vehicle in. She's trade your car not here in. for anything less than perfection, right? In her in her mind." And Zach kind of straightens up and looks at us real quick again, like. Did that just happen? Right. As in, did I just get shot down? Which... And not just shot down, but like also insulted at the same time. Yeah. This is not something Zach's used to. Yes. Zach could use some humbling, though, to be fair. Of course. That's just about every episode. <laughs> so let's talk about Robin for a second. She's played by actress Soleil Moon Fry. Yay. And how do we know her? Punky Brewster. Yes. The 80s TV show. Which it makes me sad to see her like this. Right, because I'm like, no, yeah. you're nice, you're you're fun, and and yeah. you're punky. She's just not pleasant. Robin is not no. a pleasant person. She's not a good person. She's very selfish, and uh, money And I mean, I guess you're very, you're meant to have that connotation when she says she's from Beverly Hills. I guess you're supposed to associate that with the I get, extravagant wealth. Yeah, and, I guess she's really wealthy and just wants that in a guy. So, anyway, so. You know, but it was it was kind of a big deal to see Punky Brewster. Yeah, yes. And I remember when I was younger and watched the 
episode, I remember being like, I've seen her. But she's so different. Yeah, but she still has that look. She does. But she does look, you know, obviously older. But No, I mean, her, I think it's, for me it was her performance. Was, was like, I didn't, oh, I didn't no. put it together because yeah. I was like, you're terrible. She's definitely not playing Punky Brewster. No, no, no. Far cry from that. You know, Punky Brewster was a cool kid. Yeah. You know, Robin is, you know, again, selfish and just, you know. Yeah, she's conceited. She's self-absorbed. Right. All those things. And the only thing that she really seems to care about with other people is their money. So she turns Zach down, and and again, Zach's like, what the heck just happened? So Mr. Belding then walks in to give us some very important exposition, moving our plot forward. Right. The whole reason why that class is gathered in this room that looks like a a TV set is because it's a communications class. And Mr. Belding, we find, (laughs) the principal is teaching the class. I mean, yay. Sure. To me... I'd actually be impressed. In my experience... You know, I've been teaching for almost 15 years. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I've ever said that. Out loud. On the air. No. I have never in 15 years seen a principal teach a class. No, no. Mm-mm. Now, it's not that... Well, they've, they've moved on from that usually. Yeah, well, they're principals. I mean, it's... Right, an, they've got a whole other job. Yeah, it's a whole... You're running a school. <laughs> right, you don't have time to teach a class. Right, it's not that I don't think that they should teach classes. I mean, most principals, in my experience, used to be teachers. Yes, right, same. But... Probably just a chance for Mr. Belding to be a part of our story. I don't yes. know. You know. Well, I, it, it makes sense for Mr. Belding because he he loves to be involved with our characters here. Yes. He's so a great, yeah. any excuse for him to, you know, yeah, any excuse access for, yeah. that side He of has him. a genuine love, care, and regard for these kids. So, yeah. I mean, I really think he, he would do that if he, you know, any yeah. chance he had to work with these students yeah. on a day-to-day basis. And obviously basis. there are no actual issues at this school, so like obviously behavior is at a minimum, so he can I guess so. do what yeah. he wants. He's the like, only behavior issues are in that class. Right. So honestly, and, he's got tabs on it. Yeah. So obviously Mr. Belding has the time to say, you know what, I think I'm going to teach a class and run the school. Right. However, and all will be fine. Yeah. So here's the deal. <laughs> For the class project in this communications class, they're going to make a student-produced television show, which I've done. Which I was going to say, you've done that. I've you've done actually that. done that successfully for years. Not as a principal, though. I, no. <laughs> I was a teacher. No, right. A, but you had um, a lovely group of, te- several lovely groups, yes. groups of teens that ran a show. Yeah, I did video production for five years, and I had some fantastic students and have some fantastic memories and uh, yeah, it was great. So this is pretty much what I did. I know. Kinda, I kept thinking that this episode, I just didn't actually say it out loud while we yeah, were watching it. One of the it's things that cool. one of the things that I did with my upper level classes with my students that were really high achievers was they created a, a new show that we would broadcast to the school. And when they were done, we would uh, me and yeah, our, we didn't have Kess yet. She was not around yet, so it was no. me and Yossi. We'd, we'd watch it as soon as it was yeah. as soon as it come out, and that Yossi, would be part of the yep. bedtime routine. Yossi loved it, and I've actually had some students. He called it on. Daddy's work. <laughs> Yeah, he called it Daddy's Work. He called the show, he called the one that, you know, yeah. when, when we lived in Savannah, uh-huh. he called it, he called that show Daddy's Work. Yeah, let me watch Daddy's Work. Yeah, and that show is still going on. It, you know, we moved from Savannah, sadly. It was so hard to say goodbye oh, yeah, to was. those kids. But uh, new teacher took over, and she carried it on, and they're doing fantastic. So, But, I mean, I'm just saying, th- this resonated with me. Of course. I was like, oh, man, I remember. And it's so much fun yeah. working with the— when you, If you had a group of kids like them that, that took it and ran, oh, holy yeah, cow. Yeah. And, you'd and, ha- it's so fun. And there are those. And you did have that. Um, I did, yeah. I've, I've had those in every class. I mean, I wish, they were a, I wish those kids were 
every student. I wish yeah. every student were those kids. That's not the case, but I, you know, no, every year that you've taught it, you've had those just beautiful gems of students that yeah that make made the job right that make the job worthwhile. That's the key, right? So here's the deal: they're making a show. It's called Wake Up LA. <laughs> Production begins later that day, and it's as they're setting up and preparing for the show. Slater tries asking Robin out for a date, <laughs> but is immediately turned down when she finds that he's taking her out for burgers and not something expensive. At the max. Like, yeah, they're well, just, I mean, they're it would just make going sense. like to the next building. Right. He's like, let's go to They're the, freaking the, teenagers, though. Yeah. Like, he's like, let's go to the max for a couple of burgers. She goes, burgers? I don't think so. Give me a call when you have the taste for something expensive or something like that. Yeah. He's like, well, I got cheeseburgers. Yeah. You know, but Slater takes everything in stride, right? Yeah. Like, he, he really didn't miss a beat. Like, he was like, whatever. It's fine. No. So. They make their first episode yeah, of Wake Up. He's acting in like a stage manager position. Yeah, he's like an assistant director or, yeah. you know, he's behind the scenes with the production crew. Yeah. That's what Slater's doing. He's the guy with the headphones and, and the clipboard he's five, and, yeah. four, three, two, you know, he's that dude. Which makes sense. Of course, this show only stars the Saved by the Bell gang. Right. No one else goes to the school. Which is silly, but also key. <laughs> it's also key to our plot. Right. Zach and Lisa. Are the co-anchors, and that makes total Again, sense. Again, perfect casting. Well, because they have great chemistry. Mark, they do. Mark Paul Goslar and Lark Voorhees had incredible screen chemistry. Because I love they were together. Yeah, for some of that time, I know they were yeah. together for like three years or oh. something like that, or something. Like, they were like together for a hot minute. Yeah, well, it wasn't to, just like they kind of dated; like they were together. Yeah, and it's clear because they're great whenever they have any kind of time together. Yeah. On screen on the show. I love so, it. Perfect I love choice them. for Zach and Lisa to be the hosts or the anchors of Wake Up LA. Jesse is an investigative reporter. Of course. Yeah. She does a segment where she interviews Mr. Belding, where she grills him about a petty cash error in the yeah. school. You know, she's trying well, she to, makes it seem like she's going to just talk about, oh, all the things he's good at, and then she grills yeah. him. She's like trying to be a muckraker, you know. Yeah. Like she's trying to get down and find some real... Some dirt. Know, yeah, some dirt, you know. Kelly is a weather reporter, and we have an excuse for her to wear a bathing suit. Which, again, that kind of is what they use Kelly They've for. They've done that before with Kelly. The, I mean, hey, here's the pretty girl with a bathing suit. I personally prefer Kelly when she's used really as the group's moral compass. She really yes. has the biggest heart of the group. And we see it in this episode. We actually. do. We see that. In, that's like, what. That's like, what. Yeah. Can we please just you know value Kelly for well, what she is as please? a much more mature individual, much more mature yeah, than right. I was when I was fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Right. You know, you were like, yes, the baby. Uh, oh, sure, yes. <laughs> when I was that age, yes, of course. <laughs> Being much older, it's I much more appreciate Kelly for her role in the group as someone who was attuned to others' feelings, right? Always thought about the right thing. In this particular situation with Wake Up LA, she's reduced to... Her her stereotype. I'm in of, a bathing yeah. suit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Screech does a cooking segment. And this is where our story builds. Right, yeah. And grows from. Screech has a show called Chef Screech's Kitchen. Now remember, Slater works in the production crew, as we already talked about. But he's also on this particular segment... With Chef Screech, he's kind of assisting him. He's helping him yeah. uh, put ingredients in a pot. Screech is cooking spaghetti sauce. Yeah, he moonlights as an Italian sous chef. <laughs> well, I mean, Mario Lopez. Yeah. So it's a standard cooking show format. Yeah. You got the cook in front of like the, the table that's usually like an island in a, in a mm-hmm. kitchen, and, and they're focusing on cooking a particular dish that episode. 
And in this episode, he's making his chef screeches super spaghetti sauce. And you have Slater kind of putting it all together. And then he tries it. And he's taken aback yeah. at how good the spaghetti sauce yep. is. <coughs> Zach and Lisa come up. And they try it. And are amazed as well. Right, because Screech is making something that is actually good. Right. And I'm going to get to that later on. The, what, the, kind of the point you made there a little bit. Kind of what you were suggesting. Is that... And Lisa actually confirms that. She says, she tells Zach to try it first. Yeah. She's like, if it doesn't kill you, then I'll try it. Because, interestingly enough, in certain scenarios, the group does not place any faith in Screech. Yeah. We're going to talk about, I'm going to talk about that later on. So I'm, I'm glad. Okay, so we'll let's save ear, it. Let's earmark that. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah. But at any rate, everybody tries this spaghetti sauce, and it's amazing it's good it's a hit in fact screech becomes incredibly popular at school after the show because of his spaghetti sauce which according to screech is a recipe from his grandmother right the craze over the sauce has people eventually wanting to buy it which of course zach is like oh you know zach i see dollars and cents yeah the opportunist has his usual plan to make money and use his friends to do and exploit yeah because they and exploit his friends yes now, so Zach and Slater and Screech, they're all having this conversation about, you know, let's let's start a business. Let's sell the sauce. It's it's a big deal. Yeah. Robin overhears it, you know, hanging yeah. around in the hall, hears the conversation and moves in on Screech. Yep. Obviously into him because of his potential to be rich and of course because we've already seen Robin with the, you know with Slater and with Zach and yeah. in their respective conversations all about yeah. what's expensive right so we know Robin's game here oh yeah we know Robin's number in order to sell the sauce they have to bottle it and package it so now we have this scene after this <laughs> where Zach steals a bunch of chemistry lab beakers to bottle the sauce yes they're in this room where there's like a conveyor belt and i love brooke she watches she goes there's a conveyor belt there's going to be a disaster yeah. <laughs> because i mean come on it harkens back to like i love lucy with the oh, vitamin and vitamin you know i was like oh gosh okay yeah. it le- i'm here for it let it happen yeah so screech comes in he kind of trails in he's late because he's been on a date with robin dear lord and everyone's like whoa okay screech way to go yeah and you know, nobody really thinks much of it first it's all about the sauce right now of course, bottling the sauce is a disaster at first. Yes. You know, Screech gets distracted. He causes a bunch of bottles to crash onto the floor. And there, <laughs> there's something great about this scene. And, you know, when I was a kid and watched the show, I just thought, oh, you know, Screech is being Screech. He's forgetful. Right. You know, he, he looks at a bottle and he says, I look like Dookie Hauser. <laughs> and he walks off. He's supposed to, he, you know, the, the sauces, each person has a Yeah, each job. person has a job. Zach is pouring it. Kelly is is holding the bottle while Zach pours in. Slater's wiping. Slater's wipe. wiping it. Yeah. Jesse corks it. And then Lisa uh, labels Lisa it. Lisa labels it. And, and then Screech puts it Screech in the freaking to, box. Supposed to put it in the box. <laughs> but he walks off. Because he walks he's away. enchanted with his face. He's enchanted with his own image. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it starts. You know, this whole um, disaster with yes. some of them falling. But what's funny is... Watch Lark Voorhees yeah. during that yes. scene because she totally breaks character. She's genuinely laughing. She's genuinely laughing. And to me, it makes it seem better. Yeah, it does. I think it's, it's so cute. And they're having fun, obviously. Yeah, right? it's know. such a cute moment. So despite the initial disaster, they obviously are able to start selling the sauce. And they pull out all the stops. 
They make a wonderful Italian stereotype filled commercial. <laughs> yes, but filled with stereotyping. Yes, with a catchphrase, the sauce you can have, but the secret, she's a mine. <laughs> yep. You know, so. Yeah, one of our friends uh, uh, from the tape store uh, Instagram commented that on the picture that we shared today. I was like, yes, instantly. It's like you know exactly what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. So you could buy Screech's Secret Sauce at the max, or you could call 555-MMM, which is M-M-M-M. <laughs> Sorry, I just forgot how absurd yeah. that is. But yeah, um, this commercial is is... Okay, to be fair, though, they actually do a good job with what they're doing. Yeah. It is, it, look, it's definitely a little cringy, it's stereotypy, whatever, but yeah. like, again, baked into the cake of the 90s. It's baked into Say by the Bell. It's filled that. with that stuff. But yeah. I have to say, as young, probably like 16, 17-year-olds, 18-year-olds, whatever, they did a good job with they did, it, yeah. you know? Absolutely. So, the bottom line is... Mm. They're selling the sauce. Yes, like, and they're making massive advertisements for it. Yeah, and they're making money as they sell the sauce in the max. Which uh, I guess they got all the permits they need to like sell in like a place yeah, of business. Like, yeah. just, by the way, <laughs> I guess they probably just asked you know Max, hey, can we do it? And you he know. probably did a magic trick and was like, sure, sure, yeah, yep. Here's some flowers. So as they sell the <laughs> sauce, Screech comes in with Robin. He's wearing like a dress, a, like he works on Wall Street. Yeah, he's wearing like a. Like a car coat, like a wool, yeah, like car coat, and with like then a the scarf. the scarf that's like behind the collar, yeah, you know, like the, oh yeah, like a Law and Order freaking episode. Yeah, he buys Robin an expensive dinner, the Lobster Thermidor, which is not sold there. No, it's not sold at the Max. It's sold across the street. <laughs> yep, it was. I guess they're having it brought over. Yes, Screech called it the Lobster Thermometer. No, <laughs> we're seeing Robin with this whole right, but Screech is just so happy to have a girl yeah, with him. She's just a gold digger, right? Kelly sees this. She sees that he has bought her an expensive dinner, mm-hmm. and she sees that Screech has bought Robin an expensive watch. Yeah. And Kelly is immediately disturbed by this. She sees what's happening. She t- lets the gang know that, you know, Robin is using Screech. Yep. yep and yep, yep. and and the group sees it, too, of course, and they're like, okay, you know, we need to deal with that, right? Yeah. So, Zach goes to confront Screech, actually, like, yeah. what appears to be, like, maybe the next day at school. Yeah. So we're at school, we move back to Bayside, and Zach attempts to speak to Screech about Robin, but they're interrupted by two people. First, Mr. Belding, (laughs) who is immediately appeased, and they get rid of him by giving him a complimentary bottle of sauce. Yep, and he says his wife loves the commercials, so we know the commercial's getting out. Right, know the commercial's getting out. After Belding leaves, another person comes up and interrupts. This is a guy in a suit. Mm Mm-hmm. He's looking for a Samuel Powers, and we know that to be Screech. Yep. He introduces himself as a representative from the Betsy Crocker Company. Now, this is obviously a play on Betty Crocker, right. the food and recipe company, you know. And he informs Screech that they've sampled his sauce, and Zach jumps in because in his mind, oh, I know what's happening here. Yeah, this is an opportunity. This is an opportunity. You want to buy Screech's grandmother's recipe yeah. for spaghetti sauce. And he goes, eh, if you're going to put that in your cookbook... It's going to cost you, but that's not the case. Right. (laughs) The man informs Zach that Screech's super spaghetti sauce from his grandmother is actually a recipe from the Betsy Crocker cookbook, a recipe that's been in their cookbook for 20 years. Yep. (laughs) That is a classic Screech mistake. Yes. Oh, yeah. When when we see... Like, he's known all along that it wasn't really original. Yeah, when we see this guy walk in and say all this, we're like, 
of course, there was a catch to something yeah. like this connected to Screech. Right. <clears throat> the man then threatens to sue Zack and the gang if they didn't stop selling the sauce, serves him with papers, and walks off. Zack turns to Screech, who confirms the truth. His grandmother's recipe is indeed the Betsy Crocker recipe, which his grandmother used because she was a lousy cook. Right. So <laughs> it's like this is probably the one thing she does that is yummy or something. So understandably, and this is where we're getting to the big point about Screech. Yeah. That I was tempted to go into early in the right. episode. But <clears throat> so Screech's blunder obviously and understandably angers the gang. This is important to note about Screech. This is important. Screech does make a lot of blunders throughout the entirety of the Saved by the Bell universe. Universe. Yeah. Throughout the entire run of the show, Screech oftentimes makes mistakes, makes blunders, gets the gang into tough situations, you know, blows important information as far as like, you know, blowing the top off of stuff that's supposed to be a yeah. secret. Screech is not an idiot. No. He's actually not an idiot. No, he's not. Now, the gang treats him oftentimes like he is. That's not to say Screech doesn't do things that you're kind of like, oh my God, you're an idiot. Right, right. He's goofy for sure. But Screech actually isn't an idiot. Here's the thing. Screech is an outstanding student. He, excel, yeah. he excels in science and in other subjects as well. Zach and Slater have fought on an episode, not physically, but they, they fought over having Screech as a partner yep. working on projects in mm-hmm. school. He eventually becomes valedictorian at Bayside when they graduate. Aww. He's an accomplished chess player, among other things. So what is Screech's struggle then? What do you th- hmm. what, when you look at Screech's failures? Common sense. Yeah. Screech is a brilliant He's book smart. That's it. He's cerebral. Yeah. He struggles to understand social interaction and day-to-day basic decision making. Right. That's the thing. He he understands processes and structures. Yes. He does not uh, uh seem to comprehend the abstract or what he gets caught up in the camaraderie. And whatever is whatever is making him and his friends happy, sure, yes, and he doesn't think about the reality that comes with it. Exactly, you know, and that I thought about that too mm-hmm. when I watched him with the sauce. I said, you know, I just think he sees that the group has something to be happy about, yeah. and it's his sauce. So he's like, and it and it involves him. So because that's he knew he knew the whole time that that was a Betsy Crocker recipe, right? And and but and here's the thing to important to note: he was not being deceptive. No. He just was like, well, yeah, I, I already know. This should be fine then. Like, it, if he was like, well, I just didn't want to say anything. It wasn't like no. that. And he wasn't trying to be. No. You know, he wasn't trying to be deceptive and make money. Not at all. He just was like, let's have a good time. Right. Yep. My grandmother made this and she sure as heck did get it from the Betsy yeah. Cargo. But, and let's go for it. Yeah. Like, He's a, he is a brilliant scientific mind. Mm-hmm. Mathematical mind, it seems. Right. You know. And the fact that we, we do have an episode also where he beats a a Russian a well renowned Russian chess player right so oh, Screech is incredibly methodical yeah and incredibly smart and he's funny and goofy but but at the same time he can't pick up on what Robin's doing no he's a master chess player but can't seem to understand the implications of using another company's recipe as right. his own and what that could do to his friends so and, and I to think, him to his family yeah, and I think you also nailed it when you said that he just. He's book smart. He's cerebral. Mm-hmm. However, he doesn't. He understands processes and things, but he doesn't understand. I think again the common sense and basic 
day to day. Yeah, like social implications. Of right. Things. Because that's what Zach and the other group mainly understand. Mm-hmm. Because when it comes to things like, you know, math, science, schoolwork in general. Yeah. They go to Screech. You right. Know? Screech is like he excelled. He even beat Jesse out. Right. There's an episode on that. Mm-hmm. The graduation episode where Screech inched out Jesse. Yep. To become valedictorian. This is Jesse. I know. Jesse has Jesse dedicates her life to putting drive to being the best. To, and Screech <clears throat> beat Jesse out in just in, by being himself. Just by being Screech. He's brilliant. Yeah. It's just the We basic. all know people like that to an extent though. Like people that are just really like Man, like, forget it. They could quiz that you, you, know, you would never win right. against them in a quiz, but maybe you're kind of not as savvy when it comes to social interaction. Things so, that we take for granted day to day is a struggle for some it's, people it's that, a, that, are, that are brilliant on a different plane. Right. And that doesn't know. diminish his worth or value. No, it doesn't. It just <laughs> it creates for funny uh, plot mishaps. Right. So the bottom line is this completely pulls the rug out from under Screech's secret sauce. Zach then tries to confront Screech about Robin, and Screech rejects the notion that Robin is using him. So not only is Screech's secret sauce completely, that ship's sinking. Zach then tries to say, okay, well, look, while we're at it, Robin is using you for money. So Screech is like, no way. Well, and Screech wasn't wouldn't wouldn't have been normally entirely wrong to say what he said, which was that you just don't like that I'm dating the girl that that rejected you. And on any other circumstance, he'd be yeah, right. He was basing that on Zach's usual right. So it's not like he was completely off base. No. but this time he actually was right. But he should have picked up on Robin. Right. Just just Robin. Right. You know, without Zach. You know, the moment she asked for a watch that he couldn't afford, I'd be like, no, what? Right. And really, any other choice before that. <laughs> yeah. So, he's hit hard with the truth when he overhears Robin at school telling her friend Chloe that she's doing exactly that. That yep. she's like, I got this dork to buy me all this stuff. And I can't see what else, I can't wait to see what else he's going to get me. Right? Yeah. Screech is crushed. He tells the group, though, who actually are really great, their response, yeah. they embrace him, they comfort him. Zach's like, it's all right, buddy, you know? So... The gang then tries to kind of focus on trying to find some silver lining in this whole debacle with the secret sauce. They didn't get sued, and they actually did make a little bit of money. There was apparently some profits. However, they actually didn't make any money. They actually (laughs) didn't make any money. Mr. Belding comes in and informs the gang that he has discovered that Zach has reallocated the chemistry supplies. You know, the beakers and crap. And you got to think they sold a lot of those off. Oh, yeah. Like, that's it. They're gone. As it turns out... Their Breaking Bad operation is yep, now over. There you go. As it turns <laughs> out, they owe the school $1,500, and if they don't pay it, oh they're suspended. God. Again, they are suspended. <laughs> and you might be like, man, Mr. Belding... This is why Mr. Belding's a solid guy, though. Yeah. He truly loves these kids, so much so, that he doesn't hesitate to deal out consequences when they behave badly. And this is bad. You're, 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 you're taking school property... And, and selling it. And selling it. For, for your, your money. Bi- yeah, for yeah. your business. And Zach's whole justification was, hey, it's for student use. This is what we're doing. We're students. We're using oh, Okay, Zach. Good job. I know. The bottom line is, Mr. Belding does not mince words. He says, pay it or you're suspended, and he leaves them. Yeah. He walks off. And this is the same Mr. Belding who's always there for them, who was there for Slater when Artie died. Who yeah. was, you know, Oh, the, my who, gosh. I forgot about that. Right. His, his pet chameleon who mm-hmm. was there for Zach and Slater when they were fighting, who was there... I mean, it, he's there for those he's kids. He's school dad. Right. 
but and exactly. And school dad is also like, this is unacceptable. Yeah. Good job, Mr. Belding. <laughs> Good job. We love you. Yeah, we do. Zach and the gang are hit with the fact that they have no profits. No profits, because they're going to have to take whatever apparent profits they did have mm-hmm. and to pay that, to the school. To pay to the school. But there's another problem. There are no profits in the sense that not only is there no profits because they owe the school, there's no profits because Screech reluctantly tells the group that he has spent all of them on Robin. Ugh. All of them. That's not good. Screech sincerely apologizes after, of course, getting some intense anger from the group. Yes, which is understandable. But Zach, actually, here we go. This is when Zach comes in. Again, Zach the mastermind, the opportunist. Yeah. Always falls flat on his face when he's doing it for himself. But when he can save his friends, it works. He knocks it out of the park. He knocks it out of the park. And Zach snaps into action a plan to pay back the school and get Robin back. Here we go. I'm here for it. So we are we are defending. Let's burn yeah, her. We're defending Screech's honor. <laughs> we're taking Robin down. <laughs> Sorry, Punky. Yeah, we go to Screech and Robin at the max. So apparently, I guess you know. Yeah, well, we're ha- they're having one last date. They're having one last date. Screech tells Robin that he's making more money than he knows what to do with. Now we know this isn't true, so it must be part of Zach's plan. Right. Robin is moved by Screech's conundrum. She comes over, oh, you poor thing. She gets close to him and like, hugs him, you know. But then is shocked when Screech informs her he's selling the business. She's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. There goes my uh, and now we start sugar to see, daddy. Now we start to see, okay, okay. We're starting <laughs> to see what Zach's doing here. Then in walks a man in a dark suit. But what's funny is, before this man walks in... Brooke actually said. <laughs> okay, wait, wait. I haven't seen. I have seen this episode. But you don't remember all the parts. No, but it's been years right, since sure. I watched this. And he goes, um, so I said, oh, God, what's going to happen? Zach comes in in a mustache. And that's exactly what and happens. And then here comes Zach in a mustache. In walks a man in a dark suit There are hat. just some 90s tropes that they just work. Okay. Yeah. We know they're coming, but we're glad to see yeah. them. A man in a dark suit and hat with a mustache and goatee walks in. It's Zach. With the Zach Morse gate. Yes. <laughs> He's the man who's going to buy the business from Screech. He introduces himself as Wolfgang Von Schmidt and offers Screech $500 to buy Screech's secret sauce. And they're interrupted by Slater and the, ga- and the gang, the girls. Yeah. They come in. They tell Screech that sales are skyrocketing and they beg him not to sell. <laughs> this is all part of the plan. This yes, is, all in front of Robin. This is all happening in front of Robin, right. Wolfgang, Slater, Jesse, Kelly, and Lisa get into a bidding Wolfgang. war, and they, it starts to raise the price. Yeah. And we start to say, okay, we see what we're doing here. Yes. We see what they're doing. Good job, Zach. Ocean's Eleven level stuff yes, here I going love it. on. You know, the ploy actually works. Robin jumps in to the bidding war and offers to buy the company for $2,000. She writes Screech a check for 1800 and then gives him back the watch and necklace. Right. <clears throat> she then breaks up with Screech, calls the gang losers, and heads out. With the recipe. Screech says, here's yep. the recipe. You know, there you go. Enjoy your life. Right. <laughs> so she breaks up with Screech and all that stuff. It's over. And then she, of course, reveals who she truly is. I'm going to go off and be rich and famous. And there she goes. Robin. Enjoy your lawsuit. Out of our life. The gang celebrates their victory. Because not only have they gotten the money to pay the school back, they're going to get Robin back. Because Robin is looking at some serious trouble here. <laughs> yep. I mean, have you thought about that? Oh, yeah. What this like, could- they... They're- <laughs> They actually did something really bad. I mean, Robin could end up in prison over this. I know. You know she could end up sued. She She'd die the di- she die the first day. Right. That child would not. Uh. Uh-uh. So they made two thousand dollars, meaning they can pay well, the school back 
and net $500. Screech says that he wants his share of the money immediately. Oh, because, dear. Yep, because he has a date with Robin's friend, Chloe. God. The same type of girl. No. And Zach, just, Zach just snatches the check, you know, and it's like, so once again. That's it. So, and here's the thing. Screech never quite figures that part out. No. He doesn't, he's not trying to. He Instead of recognizing that that is a trope that, that can be attributed to people in general. Right. He takes that as an isolated instance. Okay, so Robin sucked. Right. That's fine. Chloe's probably not fine. thinking about the fact that you know, and Chloe also was. Uh, he overheard her. Yeah, and she's Robin. like, "Oh, look at what I had." Now, granted, blank, he blank. might not have seen them, but still, yeah. Like, but but Robin was. Uh, excuse me, but Chloe was bragging about what her guy got her. Right. My thing is, any person, any friend of Robin's, the the right. the, the fact that he said Robin's friend that should have been a turnoff. Absolutely, and you know, <laughs> Poor at any rate, look, Lord help him. Right. Well, we love him. We love you, Screech. But he still exists uh, because we have these episodes. We get to yeah. still experience and enjoy um, Dustin Diamond as Screech Power. So I'm glad for that. And I was really happy with the gang, you know, because obviously Screech makes some blunders in this episode, but they really do kind of get around him and support him. Yeah. Even as he's been jerked around by this girl, even though he should have seen it, of course. But, And I think it was important to talk about where Screech excels. Yeah. And where he and, and if you look at Screech's where Screech has failed because everybody in the cast at different times has failures. Oh yeah, but Screech's failures are always in the department of common sense, day to day stuff. Yep. Because when it comes to like I said, when it comes to like you know math, science, the guy's brilliant. I just want to give Screech the the props he deserves. Oh, for sure, as a character, absolutely. And at times, I think the gang is was a little too hard on him. Yeah, they are. Because uh, he certainly got Zach out of plenty of messes. But that's the episode. That is Screech's Spaghetti Sauce. <laughs> it's you can, such a good Yeah, one. you can stream that on Amazon, guys, and uh, enjoy it. And if you've been with us this entire time, we always like to thank you for your time. Yes. Because it's so precious and valuable. And uh, if you spend any time listening, we do appreciate you. And uh, Brooke, where can they find us so we can sign it off? Right. If you are on Instagram, you can follow us at the Tape Store. Um, if you're on TikTok, you can follow us by the same name, The Tape Store. If you're on Twitter, we're The Tape Store Pod. And if you'd like to shoot us an email, we'd love to hear from you. It's The Tape Store Podcast at gmail.com. And of course, leave us a rating. It makes our day and tells And it helps get the word out there about this little podcast in case yeah. there's some other 80s and 90s kids that need something to listen to. And we will see you next Thursday, as always, with more great 80s and 90s nostalgia on The Tape Store Podcast. So until then. This is Toby. And this is Brooke. And we have been at Bayside this week, and we've loved it, every second of it, and we will see you again next time. Thanks, guys. Bye.